0: York County is so much more than just a stop for gas on I-8. 17 County is filled with unique individuals with unique stories just waiting to be told. Welcome to the 17 County Podcast with your host, Emily Perry.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of 17 County. Please take the time to like, subscribe, and listen to our podcast. Listeners like you are what makes this podcast happen, so we appreciate the continued support. We would also like to take the time to thank our members, AgriProducts, Cornerstone Bank, Central Valley Ag, Henderson State Bank, York News Times, Black Hills Energy, Collins Aerospace, Southeast Community College, and York Medical Clinic. Without these great members, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here at the YCDC and focus on the growth and development of York County, so thank you. Brian Kurth is joining me today. He's the general manager at McLean Beef here in York. He is originally from Oregon, so a little ways away, and values his time with family above all else. So thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Yes, thanks for considering me and bringing me to this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So just to kind of ease into the podcast world, I guess, tell me one interesting fact about yourself that people might not know about you.
0: Well, a strange thing that I do is actually sing, and so a strange fact about myself is that I actually sang to my wife at our marriage during the ceremony. So I've been singing uh, since a kid, Uh, went through high school and college, uh, and all the way through adulthood singing and doing solos and stuff like that, so uh, that's a little little thing about me.
1: That's, well, A, that's very sweet, I would love that personally. And B, that takes a lot of courage. So, mad respect for you because I would not be able to do that on my wedding day. I barely even remember the first couple hours because I was nervous. So, yep. mad respect. <laughs> um, so, you grew up in Oregon. What Correct. was it like growing up there?
0: So, Oregon is, of uh, course, a lot different uh, geography-wise. Um, so, we go out our front door and have Mount Hood right there. Um, we grew up in the valley, and so we had the beautiful, uh, you know, the the change of all the agriculture that's there. Um, Lamont Valley is really interesting because from field to field, you can have different products right next door to each other. So you could have a hazelnut field right next to a pepper field, right next to an onion field, right next wow. to grass seed field, right next to a Christmas tree field. So wow. it, it's really... Uh, a diverse uh, agricultural area. Um, and then, of course, the spread from the, the communities of, of the metro of Portland and Salem and Eugene all expanding so rapidly into one large <laughs> community, basically. It, mm-hmm. it, uh, it's it was a, a f- life is a lot faster there, right? A lot more demanding. Um, so that's why I enjoy about the Midwest um, People aren't so rushed and so more interested in the talking and listening where everybody's just so busy out there and always in a hurry so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean Midwest nice is definitely a thing and I think it is because we kind of have a slower pace We can yeah. stop and talk and get to know each other and smell the roses every once in a while. It's not um, a high bye <laughs> That's yeah. about it.
0: Yeah um, So yeah it, uh, we grew up in a community where we uh, all of us farmers all knew each other, and so it was good uh, you could see a farmer going by and and know who they were mm-hmm. and and uh, we often would go and help them uh, during harvest uh, on the onion farm so it was it was a good community that I grew up in, and you knew all the neighbors and they all helped you and um, went to a small school and all that fun stuff so a lot of it's similar to out here, but mm-hmm. just we were just ten minutes from a larger city. Uh, so that's, wow. that's the difference, is that we were just on the edge of a larger city.
1: Interesting. Hmm. Well, um, so you were in Oregon for a majority of your childhood, yep. and then you went to college. So where'd you go to college at? So I
0: went to Oregon State in Corvallis. Um, so don't hold it against me, but I'm a beaver. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so I uh, went there um, kind of followed the footsteps of my grandfather and my father. They both went to the same college. Um, it was interesting going into the same uh, tree uh, or the greenhouses um, that my grandfather had been in. I mm. went in and took horticulture classes in wow. the same greenhouses that my grandfather had been there. Um, so it was it was good. I um, yeah, got an ag degree in business management and um, the it was, it was a good time. Uh, good college at the time. Um, just the hard part was is our family farm had closed down at, when I had re, uh, graduated from high school, so I didn't know exactly what I was going to do with my ag degree, but I, can, I went ahead and got an ag, ag degree, which was, of course, beneficial for me right. and all, all my other endeavors. Right.
1: So, And you have kind of an interesting career path after college, mm-hmm. so... You worked at a Bible camp for a while, right? Yes.
0: So, um, strange things, how God uh, led different ways for me to get up uh, to central Washington. Um, And, uh, yeah, I spent four years up there as their program director slash director. I took care of everything from... um, you know, booking all the rentals, to running our own camps, to being the janitor, to being the log splitter. Um, had a uh, forest fire my first year as camp director, coming wow. within a uh, lot very far so we had to evacuate. Uh, yeah, a lot of experiences, um, <laughs> but it was great. Uh, we were four miles from the closest Uh, telephone pole and five miles from the closest asphalt up in the middle of the mountains uh, in the eastern slope of the Cascades. Uh, So I was what you call a mountain man. Wow. uh, up there, um, Living off of um, you know generators and and wood stoves and that's all we had so and solar power so it was interesting.
1: Yeah that's neat that's unique too not a lot of people have had that experience. Yeah
0: up there With the mountain lion and the bears, um, bobcats, uh, of course the elk were right out on the meadow. Um, But I really enjoyed those years. Uh, That was great uh, um, having kids come and learn about Christ and and being able to be in that environment was was awesome years, Uh, so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you were at this job for quite a while Mm -hmm. and then what did your career path look like after that?
0: Well, then uh, I met my, uh, through a strange way, I met my wife, uh, and so we got married, and then we spent another year out in Washington, and I worked at a uh, little place that sold tapes and CDs and videos to missionaries worldwide, (laughs) and I worked there for a year, uh, and that was very interesting, listening to missionaries across the entire globe. Um, And uh, hearing their stories and, you know, they would come to us because they could get those resources that they needed for their places at a reduced cost. Uh, So I basically was a, you know, customer service rep, phone Mm -hmm. answer, taking orders over phone. Um, That's when I learned interesting things, uh, like when you read off a credit card number to somebody, make sure you're pronouncing every syllable and so that they can understand you, you know, instead of just ripping it off, I learned that, oh, okay, that person cannot do 16 digits in less than a second. So, uh, you know, it was interesting. Um, And so that was, uh, that was the first year after marriage. And then we chose to come out to here uh, to York after that, or to Stromsburg after that.
1: Okay, so Is your wife from Stromsburg, this area then? Yes.
0: She is uh, from a family that's been in Stromsburg since almost the beginning of Stromsburg. So uh, I think my kids are like the seventh or eighth or ninth generation or whatever in that town. So, uh, yes, I've, I married into a longstanding family in Stromsburg.
1: Great. I mean, we're happy that that happened, (laughs) great choice. Okay, so. I'm assuming your wife kind of brought you to the area. You kind of came back with her. Yep. If you don't mind me asking, how did you guys meet? You kind of said it was an interesting story.
0: So at the camp, um, so going to my in-laws, my mother-in-law's brother and his wife went out to Washington State back in the early 70s. And they also went out to work at a different camp back in the early 70s. And they were from out here. Um, and so when I was at the camp um, I was needing uh, some cooks for our camp and I knew this couple uh, from the church I was attending and they had been camp cooks so I brought them out of retirement and helped uh, have them help at my camp for a while and during those times um, I was uh, of course young and looking for a, a The love of my life. And so my mother-in-law's brother's wife, if you can follow (laughs) that, uh, suggested their niece that was out here in Nebraska. And so I was like, well, Nebraska, that's safe enough. And so um, that aunt and uncle um, to my wife called them or called my my wife and said, would you mind getting, you know, having a pen pal from Washington State? And so um, the uh, she thought about it and thought, well, no guy's going to write back. And so she almost said no, but then she said, I'll give it a try. And so I wrote to her uh, a first letter, and that turned into several letters. That then turned into cassette tapes
1: because
0: <gasps> I was getting tired of writing but yet after the, all that so then we went back and forth with cassette tapes and then we went to phone calls and remember this was back in the day when long distance was expensive
1: mm-hmm.
0: so we had to find a plan that then come back to 10 cents a minute instead of 25 cents a minute long distance and then from there uh, turned into a flight for me to go meter mm-hmm. and then we were married that fall so we were married one day and one one year and one day after she got my first letter, wow! And most all of that was remote. So wow. she came out that summer, the before we were married, um, when I was still at the camp, and that that all was transpired basically remote. So it's kind of a long distance, um, long distance love story. Um, and what's kind of cute is my daughter actually made a video of this that is on. Uh, she used a uh, did a video uh, class in college, and she actually did the love story from the beginning to when we met at the airport. And so, if you ever can look up uh, um, that love story, it's kind of cute um, yeah. and how it worked all together.
1: Wow! I yeah, that's amazing. I mean. I almost feel like that belongs in a book or or a movie or something. We've always wondered
0: about, you know, if we could write it out or if we could expand on what my daughter did um, and and turn it into because it's it's literally one of what you call a Hallmark movie. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly (laughs) what I was
1: thinking. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the kind of book that I would read. What is going on? Yeah. So, oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. And... The rest is history.
0: 25 years plus, yeah.
1: Yeah, and kids and the <laughs> whole shebang. Olympics, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: wow. Yes.
1: That's cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so going on with family, I mean, family takes priority in your life. You've made my it very apparent that they come first, which I agree that's how it should be. Yep. Um, what do you enjoy doing with them in your free time?
0: Well, my idea is uh, to do what interests the kids. Um, so there's a, a concept that I try to do with my kids of, uh, as they were growing up is to in, introduce them to things and see what interests them. Um, so take, for instance, my son, um, when he was 11, 12, somewhere in there, we got him a little under $200 telescope. Mm-hmm. and uh we'd go out in our big backyard and we were looking up at the stars and the planets and it took us like a month and a half to just find the rings yeah. on uh, on Jupiter um or Saturn Saturn's rings and um when he first saw those rings through his telescope he was hooked and so mm-hmm. that has become a lifelong uh uh project for him is and we spent a lot of time uh, out at night uh, looking at the stars um, the Polk County Sheriff's knew that our car was up in the back corner of the part of of Stromsburg where we were always setting up at night so they knew that that was just those Kurt guys up there looking at the stars um, and so yeah it was a good time spending it with, with the Sun and, and having times to talk and but yet also helping them find different constellations and. And if something was going on, he'd always try to look at it. And, you know, so it turned into a, a lot of fun. Um, and then we got him a microscope um, just because I didn't know what else to get him when <laughs> he turned a little older. Right. And that has launched him into uh, all things small. And so he's now into biology in college um, and studying what's called exoplanetology. Wow. <laughs> which is the study of the other. Planets around other stars, and then doing the, uh, by bi- the what the biology of that, or what the atmosphere and what the <laughs> possible um, uh, atmosphere would be like, and the soils and all like that. So he's doing awesome um, in his wow. college world. So uh, it's parenting is uh, an opportunity to stroke whatever um, the kids take interest in, and then to. Give them the tools and the opportunities and the networking um, so that they can succeed, um, and that's what I've tried to do with them. And, um, so yeah, the daughter, uh, she's was of course everything young lady. You know, she <laughs> wants she wants all the um, you know the drawings and the, the, the everything like that. So she's I'm of course into the the art world. Um, and so, you know, whatever we could do to give her the, the tools that she could do for that, which has now turned into her full-time job here in York.
1: That's so. that's amazing. Yeah. I think you said something that's really valid, meeting your kids where they're at. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't expect anything of, of them, but find what they're interested in and push that along. I mean, help yep. that grow.
0: Yes, that's and that's, that's important for every kid to to do what interests them.
1: Absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so what was it like raising, I mean, kids in your county? I mean, was it different or what, what did you think were some of the strengths of raising kids in this area?
0: Well, of course, for us, uh, we're a little different family cause we actually homeschooled. Okay. And so, um, but the, the support... Um, for that it was actually a lot better than I thought um, you know because of the Midwest and the values of family and everything like that um, so yeah we it was a great place to raise kids um and, and to give them the opportunities that that we could do and to spend time with them that like we did with my wife being able to teach them from home um, and 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 that was actually awesome because we could cater uh, in our opinion, uh, you know, directly towards what they were interested in through the schooling, you know, mm. in the electives and, and stuff like that. So, um, it it really was a, a good opportunity for them, uh, along with all the other social things that they were doing and, and helping with at church and all the other activities. So, um, yeah, it was it was very beneficial to be in a small town.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So homeschooling was there some sort of network that you worked with, or was that pretty independent?
0: There there was networks that we were involved with um, and uh, was able to do things with, um, but a lot of it was ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the concept out there where you have to have kids with other kids their own age group, um, I, I like to twist that of, of exposing them to every age group and get them used to talking to adults and talking to uh, to the elderly and talking to kids their own age. And um, I, we were always able to have them interact on every level. Um, and so that's, uh, you know, they've turned out to be both awesome young, young people and, and uh, it, it has worked well for us.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I have kids of my own and I'm like, if I don't do anything else right but I raise good kids, then I did something right. You yes. know, I, I lived a good life. Um, so going back a little bit to your current job at McLean, yes. uh, what do you do? I mean, what, what is your job? I know that's a loaded question because you do a lot. But
0: Well, um, the owners were actually talking to me the other day that we should be, actually get a job description. I'm like, I have no idea. It would take <laughs> How a How would I do that? <laughs> so what do I do here? So they call me general manager, um, so I'm responsible for all uh, personnel. I'm responsible for the um, the USDA, uh, all, all things USDA, so we have what's called a HACCP program. So I'm responsible to make sure that we are operating within the uh, confines of our uh, documents and our procedures and all the stuff that we say we're going to do to make sure our food is safe. Um, and then I'm responsible for all the finances and making sure that we're operating Correctly and making business decisions, they're in. So it's an interesting position, um, you know, because I actually have the owner's daughter as one of my employees and also the owner as an employee. So sometimes we have to, you know, tell each other which hat we're listening, you know, that we're bringing (laughs) into the room. Um, But yeah, that's uh, it, it. It started basically from a concept that Jeanette and Max had. And uh, I've been a part of it since then to to now that we're uh, been open a year and a half and we're we're uh, expanding and, and fully staffed and trying to now um, you know continue to improve on where we're at and and uh, continue to bring this place up to full capacity so I'm part of all the all facets I guess so from maintenance to personnel to uh, change the 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 mice traps to (laughs) everything so uh, you might see me on the cashier you might see me out uh, in the kitchen you might see me loading out I do anything and everything um, plus the long-term planning to get us where we think we could be in five years so I've got very uh, focused on where we could go and trying to get us there and figuring out how what would take to get there so I'm trying to be uh, all over all over eyes to the whole process for, Absolutely. The, for the McLeans.
1: Absolutely. And, I mean, I think it goes to show that you're obviously doing something right because you're fully staffed. are fully staffed, You're expanding. Yes. I mean, what more could I there, – there's a lot of things that are really well, the, going for, well.
0: To take a business from a basically a concept to – full operation it takes a lot of mm. time a lot of uh, planning a lot of um, mistakes that you have to correct because uh, I am not perfect <laughs> I do not know everything um, I rely a lot on on Max and Jeanette and Charmé on their their knowledge of the cattle business because I don't have that background uh, but um, you know as I take care of the safety and the government's USDA and all like that that um, that's what i bring to the table is all that type of leadership and management
1: absolutely and correct me if i'm wrong i'm not familiar with this background at all either um so usda it's kind of uncommon for a shop to have that accreditation yeah. right most
0: shops our size would be uh, what they call custom exempt so they do not have a full-time inspector on site um, So when the McLeans were dreaming of this and and coming with the concept, they wanted to be able to continue selling to the public and then selling um, to the 48 states. And so to do that, we had to become USDA inspected. Um, So we, uh, at the same time of trying to start this place up, we were also trying to get ourselves online with the USDA. Um, And so that was uh, busy times trying to get (laughs) all of that in place. USDA has been, um, you know, really we're on the same team. We both mm-hmm. want safe product to the consumer and I'm all for that. Um, so I'm, you know, it's it's not like it's a um, difficult or problematic, it's just uh, conforming to their standards and, and doing it the way they they want it to be done, which is the same as what I want. I, I don't want anybody mm-hmm. hurt or or bothered or sick or or worse from the products that go through here so um you know cleanliness and following the procedures and and uh, making sure that the ingredients are right on the on the products with ingredients all those things i'm very adamant about and want to provide the best product for the public
1: yeah and mclean's even takes it a step further in my opinion because not only do you see the um, livestock from birth to slaughter, but you also have a storefront. Yes. I mean, you you literally raise them from birth mm-hmm. to feeding, like feeding people yes. the product.
0: Yeah. So that concept is the you know the, the maximize the most value of every pound of beef that we can through this this you know has been my um, help to push for them for the McLeans. So, you know, they go through, they have a cow calf, they, they have the whole feed yard, they bring it here, we hang it uh, and process it here. And then, if we can get that to the consumer in a, in a form that they're ready and, and, and want to use and, and gain, you know, and capture that entire value, is, is what I'm trying to do. So, uh, hopefully, in the future, you will see a lot more what I call value added products, uh, more things um, that uh, we can do with that meat that the consumer wants and is willing to pay for. Um, And when they don't have the time to do it, that's that's the concept that we're trying to do is provide all those things. So you'll continue to see new products and, and new options as we have the capacity and have the budget to do.
1: That's exciting. I'm excited because I have never been disappointed with any product that's <laughs> come out of here. Much to my husband loves it too because he's like, "Ooh, what are we grilling tonight?" You know, very yeah. exciting. And then I have to bring it up. It's kind of a hot spot. Okay. Your uh, vending machine. Yes. For the meats. Yes. Is interesting how did you guys come up with that design idea
0: well that was a covid thing so um, during covid you know if you remember everything was locked down and that's exactly when we were trying to put this place together we were trying to finish the drawings and what the floor plan would look like Um, and so we were really scratching our heads of how are we going to sell to the public during this pandemic and we didn't know how long it was going to be like that so um, actually I'm going to give my wife credit again because she, uh, bless her heart, did some research and found a organization that had a, uh, vending machine out in there their, and she showed that to me and I'm like, that could work. And so I brought that to the table and I showed it to, actually at this table that we're at, um, showed them the idea. And so we built that, um, front vestibule to be able to be unlocked 24 seven where people can come in and get, um, get the meat ready to go um, and it's refrigerated there so it's not frozen so you don't have to wait for it to thaw. Um, it's little known fact that actually hamburger goes out of that machine pretty fast because uh, people want thawed hamburger that they don't have to wait for to to, to cook at home to make mm-hmm. their hamburger helper. and. Of course, I always say that this meat, uh, this hamburger, makes hamburger helper taste good. So uh, (laughs) it's got a different, uh, more robust taste and flavor. So it actually helps hamburger helper.
1: (laughs) I mean, I can't disagree because once again, any product that I've gotten here has been top notch, very, very good. And as a mom of young children, having it already thawed is huge. It's something that you wouldn't really think about until you have it. And you're like, oh, my goodness, this is so nice. I love this. Um, So great idea. Kudos to your wife. She's a very smart woman (laughs) because I would never have thought of that ever. Um, So we're going to kind of move on to our next segment, and this is a time just to kind of Brag about yourself. What's going on? Um, work related? Not work related? Doesn't matter. Is there anything that you're just really excited about? Really proud of? Wow,
0: uh, that's always a hard one on me because <laughs> I never know which way to go.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. It's hard. Uh, and more than one answer is correct, acceptable.
0: Okay. Um, well, uh, we'll just first start with uh, you know the the long term here, of course, is um, I've been on record that I'd like to see us in five to seven years being a uh, competitor to Omaha Steaks. So long-term, I'd like to continue to bring products and services uh, and to get us uh, well-known. It Is of course, like any small business. I hope they have goals and that that's the target so that we can continue to ship out good products. Um, Beyond that, wow. Um, I, of course, probably a lot of people that might listen to this know some of the the dreams and schemes that Brian comes up with. Um, the, the hard part about being a dreamer and a schemer is they don't always work. And so, um, the, if people would do research on me someday, uh, they'll find me being involved with biochar, which I'd still like to be going on. Um, it's a great product. Um, and, um, really wanting to help the farmers uh, to save those uh, nutrients that are out on their field so they don't leach out uh, by placing uh, biochar out onto the um, out onto the soil Uh, so someday i'd like to still get involved with that Uh, a little more than what i i I did that a little after uh, mycogen seeds and and before i was joined here Uh, but pandemic and everything like that just wasn't the right timing but uh, there's still a, a um, you know a product that I want to p- bring to the table um, and I still think I could do that on the side um, Okay. there's other dreams and schemes that I've been involved with uh, it's a, amazing what you can do with who you know and oh, the, absolutely. The, the network is so important and building those networks and and um, I'm I'm looking forward to the day when one of these dreams work um, and uh, but yet I'm committed to staying here and helping helping the McLean's um, you know get the most out of this uh, project as and to help the local processors that's really um, not only do we do independent processors we also do independent brands uh, small brands here uh, because of the USDA bug that we have. Um, so the bug is that little round symbol that goes mm-hmm. on the package. Right. I, some people go, "What do you mean by putting a bug on a package?" Okay. Yeah. It's, it's the little round symbol that has our establishment number, uh, and anybody that's trying to sell to the general public has to have that on, and that's what the USDA here brings us. So, um, so yeah, the my dreams and schemes are are to continue to expand, um, basically. You know use my entrepreneurial skills and business growth um, to continue to help um, some other project and I never know what that project is going to be but I, I um, just one showed up earlier this week that uh, sparked my interest and
1: interesting um,
0: that again it's you know opportunities and and helping somebody else that has a product but they, they're not thinking how to actually make it work out in, in the real world. And so uh, I've got another opportunity that I'm looking at that I can't really say a lot about. But yep. um, it is a, um, you know, you look at a need
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you find somebody with a solution and you try to put all that together. And yeah, so, absolutely. Um, so entrepreneurship is kind of in my DNA.
1: Absolutely. And it sounds like we just need to watch you for a little bit and <laughs> see what comes.
0: Well, um, it, like I said, it, it, you can't do it by yourself. Absolutely. It, it, you always have to have the right partner and mm. the right investor that believes in what you're doing and um, um, getting more practice at that. So we'll see, see what comes in the next few years.
1: Absolutely. So going back to biochar a little bit, yes. I kind of know what it is, but do you want to explain for our listeners what biochar is made of and okay. what the purpose of it is?
0: Okay. So biochar is a uh, product from basically any biomass. Um, in our position, we were taking wood and um, taking uh, going through a um, pyrolysis is what it's called. It's a high-temperature furnace at low oxygen for the correct amount of time, which takes that wood and uh, brings it down into a from a, a good percentage of carbon. So it gets to be seventy to eighty percent carbon that's left after that furnace, and then you um, use that to put onto everything from your lawn to um, you know. You can put it on basically any type of crop you know orchards love it vineyards love it open farmland and so there's this big problem going on in in the the farmland in the last 70 years when they've used all this synthetic fertilizer and and what I would call harsh farming practices that their soil is changing from 70 years ago Mm -hmm. and so um, my vision is uh, To be able to take uh, that biochar and and to get it onto the farmland Um, so i've got some dreams about that um, and hopefully someday maybe that can come about but that biochar is a carbon it's basically a when you look at it underneath a microscope it has little teeny tubes and that's where the biological life can live inside of that biochar and so when you talk to your agronomist and you ask them, what's my carbon level out in my field? They're most likely gonna look at you like, what are you talking about? But it's, it's the, there needs to be the right level of carbon in the soil to support the biological life. And then you need to figure out how to support that biological life to unlock the nutrients for the plant. So current farming practices are putting on synthetic, which harms that biological life and so when you go out there, do you find healthy organic soil? You know, and your organic levels way up, and they're all struggling in low two and three organic levels. And why aren't they up at the seven, eight, nine organic level percent? It's because their carbon level is so far below. So anyhow, that's what I was trying to, to do with the biochar, um, and to uh, I had a way to to get the the funding so that the farmers didn't have to pay for it and all that kind of idea. Yeah, I'm a dreamer and schemer. Wow. (laughs) Um, So uh, someday if that all works, um, that's another dream is is to be able to put on biochar mixed with uh, the manure from the feed yards that then has been composted and um, available for the crop. So instead Mm -hmm. of having to put on synthetics, they can actually take from these feed yards and put that that's uh, more ready for the soil to help that crop this next year so they can put on less input. So it's not a hard and fast stop all the synthetics, it's its a transition as you, as you help your soil come back to life. Um, but that core is to have that carbon out there. So.
1: Interesting. So I thought I knew a little bit about it, but I... Definitely, just learned a lot because I knew very basics what it was consisted of, and that's about it. So, yeah, wow!
0: Well, I as as you uh, see more and more carbon things coming along because everybody's thinking, oh, we got to do carbon um, capture or carbon, mm-hmm. um, you know, the 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 phrase true carbon sequestration, which is the, a trademark for for the, the company I, I am part owner in is a way to uh, truly show how people to put actual carbon onto a farmland, to actually stay there for a long period of time to help that field, regardless of how the tenant of that land is taking care of it. And so that's an interesting concept, along with helping all the, um, you know, what do you do with all this wood that, you know, all the ash trees and all the eastern red cedars and all this product, what do you do with it? And so, yeah, I've worked quite a bit with that.
1: Interesting. Yeah, definitely going to be watching you in the next few years. <laughs> wow.
0: And now, a word from our sponsor. My name is Don Freeman II. I'm president
1: and CEO of Agri-Products in York, Nebraska. We are a manufacturer
0: of quality equipment, uh, grain handling, food storage, food service. And if you ever want to get a hold of us... You can get on our website or you can contact us at 402-362-5500. Thank you.
1: So now we're going to move on to a, a segment we like to call Hot Potatoes. So oh. I'm going to give you a question as quick as you can. Throw it back at me and answer. Okay. Um, some of these are hard questions. So if you need to take time,
0: okay. there is no
1: pressure. Uh, so who would you say is your biggest role model?
0: Um. So, a gentleman in my youth. Um. Uh, his name was John. Um. So, I'm a firm believer that uh, you need more than just uh, your parents. You also need other people to inspire you. And John was that man for me as I grew up. Um. And so he was a businessman. He was a uh, you know gifted in 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 the church and in taking care of uh, the people that are in need in that area. Um, and so. Uh, I was always uh, looking up to John and um, just how he lived his life business-wise, church-wise, and helping those in need. Um, So yeah, John was my mentor and and example as a kid.
1: Sounds like an amazing person. Yes, he is. Um, Favorite part of your job?
0: Um, Of course it's the people. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love working with the public, I love meeting people, I love taking tours. You know I'm here to get to know people Um, and what I always like about it too is um, to encourage people you know to give them a a bright spot in their day or you know um, I'm always got my ear open if they're they're hurting or you know they're looking down or whatever and um, you know offering a a help to them or a prayer to them or something like that is is that's my favorite part
1: absolutely and so Within my job at the YCDC, we're very Mm -hmm. growth-based, growth-minded, and I can say I appreciate that about you because not only are you focusing on the growth of your business, obviously that's important, but you're looking at the growth of the individuals that work for you too, which is unique in some cases and also just really admirable. So
0: My staff are... um I don't know how to describe it but they're very important to me I am I bend over backwards to try to help people um, and give them counsel or guidance or whatever Um, a lot of bosses and I've had some bad bosses and I'm I'm wanting to be a a leader that uh, uh, cares for them listens to them puts them where they um, want to be or feel like they can succeed and then and you as a manager sit up here with a three dimensional chest trying to figure out how to make this all work. Um, and you know, you attempt to, to put people in the spots where they can f- flourish and, and bloom. Um, and then also help them through the tough spots. Um, I've had people that don't work for me actually reach back out to me in times of need just because um. they know that Brian cares and, um, so that's that's who I am. I just I'm I'm here as a salt and light, um, and that's uh, regardless of what life throws at us. That's what I'm here for.
1: Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> so um, now on to some lighter subject. Okay. Um, favorite or card game or board game? If you had to choose one.
0: Oh, uh, well, obviously board game.
1: Okay. Do you have a favorite one?
0: Oh. Uh... I know.
1: Putting you on the spot
0: what was that uh world conquer one um, i mean with with the family we always did um you know monopoly um, mm. and then um caroms
1: i've heard of that. that
0: that's a fun one
1: okay i'll so, have to try it
0: yeah um so yeah caroms is a fun game
1: interesting okay oh uh, yeah I feel like I've heard about it, but I just—it's—it's has
0: those little round rings that you have okay. to ping with your finger to get into. It's kind of like pool, but it's on a board game, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's a game of skill. It's kind of okay. where I do better. Oh,
1: <laughs> brushing off the shoulders, yeah.
0: yeah skill <laughs> instead of knowledge. No. <laughs> right,
1: right. Um, would you say music or theater for a
0: preference? Oh, uh, I'm going to say both because I um because of the theater and the music background uh I love to see plays, uh, musicals um so yeah, I I could go to either. I I love going to the orchestra and I also love going to see a play. So I could do either.
1: I yeah, fair enough. That's a hard you it's hard to choose between the two as well because oh my gosh, there's so much variation and variety mm-hmm. and
0: yeah. So, I've I don't know how many, three or four times now I've actually seen the, the Phantom of the Opera in oh, person.
1: Oh, that one is a good and one. So,
0: you know, because of the music is awesome, but yet also the theater and, and uh, the what always gets me when I see it in person is the... Um, the stage and the mm. makeup of how do they do that how do they have that guy falling how do they have the boat going through the fog and through the candles and it's just when i help build a stage for my high school plays it's like how do they do that you yeah um, so that's what's interesting to me with that with that particular play
1: yeah and it's a once again it's a great one it's probably one of my favorites i think that was the first play that i actually saw when i was little which interesting choice for a kid but that's
0: interesting yeah
1: (laughs) yeah. no it's a great one um so to wrap things up let's say you're trying to pitch york county to someone Mm. what would you tell them to promote it and to get them to possibly move to the area
0: it's hard to find a community with these types of resources that we have here and the openness that we have um the location you know uh it's in the Perfect place with the the major highways coming through here so you have the traffic uh, you have the access to employees um, whether it's in the York County or if you have to draw in from the surrounding areas um, and then the support of the community and of the city and of the council and all like that um, for for us has been awesome so you know to bring um, Businesses here, uh, there's there's not only the opportunity, there's the the local support um, that you know they 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 know that businesses are needed, and um, you know they they do everything they can to help. Um, and of course, your office has done awesome uh, to help us, uh, and uh, and uh, we'll remind everybody that that we also got a grant through you guys, um, and that you guys were able to help us with locally. Uh, for expansion so yeah it's it those things help and those things make a difference to businesses that are trying to make it in this area and not every community that I've been in has that effect uh, especially from where I'm at in the Northwest where they are Mm -hmm. so adamant against so much stuff Um, it's uh, definitely a a good place uh, to bring a business into
1: absolutely and I'm glad that we could or we can continue to do our part in that I mean, we couldn't be here without support from our business community. We are um, purely here because we want to see York County grow. Uh, We want to see it flourish because, I mean, I grew up in the area. I love York. I'm here for a reason. I chose Mm -hmm. to come here. Mm -hmm. Um, So to be able to make sure that it's still a great place for my kids and if they choose to raise their family here my grandkids and so on and so forth is really really important to me yes so
0: and and yeah. they have the vision to support that that's what's important absolutely is the whole community has that vision that we've got to step up we've got to figure out how do we continue to support businesses how do we continue to expand um, and bring more uh, manufacturing and more businesses to this community um, so I know there's a lot of talk and a lot of planning around that, and uh, that's that's what's going to make this uh, great community and great county.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Brian, and we will look forward to what is coming down the pipeline. I guess <laughs> definitely right. keep eyes on you. Well,
0: see what the Lord leads.
1: We would like to once again take the time to thank our members, the people that help us drive change at the YCDC. We would like to thank Agro Products, Cornerstone Bank, Central Valley Ag, Henderson State Bank, York News Times, Black Hills Energy, Collins Aerospace, Southeast Community College, York Medical Clinic, and thank you, our listeners, for continuing to give us your time and support.